103.9 WRBI Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles now presents Southeastern Indiana's longest running and most listened to sports show, Coach's Corner, broadcasting from the Coach Raver Corner at Ison's Family Pizza. Good evening, sports fans. And welcome to Coach's Corner with Terrence Arney, Southeastern Indiana's longest-running sports talk show powered by, or I should say delivered by, Ison's Family Pizza. We'll take this moment to also thank our other sponsors that include Gehrings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Gr- Bronze Gutswiller, Margaret Mary Health, Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep SCI Fiber by Southeastern Indiana REMC, Hurt Nelco, and Decatur County Memorial Hospital. As always, we've got a jam-packed show for you. Going to talk a little basketball this evening. We'll talk to South Decatur's head coach, Coach Kristen Hicks. We'll have our weekly check-in with Bulldogs head coach Aaron Garrett. Also got girls sectional pairing information for you as well we'll go through that as the show goes on but first let's all run and get in the pool as we speak with head coach for batesville girls swim coach greg mcmullen coach welcome to the program yeah it's good to be here thanks for having me today no doubt about it and coach um, actually, you're the second swim coach that we've had on the program this season. Um, so a lot of what we did in that conversation we'll do as well with you here is kind of an exploratory type conversation. Because let's be honest, and I'm throwing myself in this pot, a lot of us aren't as familiar with swim, with competitive swim as we might be with, say, basketball, football, um, et cetera. So we kind of use it as a it's one of those teaching moments if you would of course uh first off coach talk to me a little bit about your squad how how many um athletes do you have in in baseball swim yeah so we've got about 28 athletes on the team um i don't remember the exact breakdown but i think we've got uh 15 boys 12 13 girls something along those lines mm-hmm. um and yeah we're just we work hard. We do the best that we can do. And, um, you know, last weekend, last week we had two meets. Um, yeah, <laughs> we had two meets last week. Let's it's talk just about, all running together. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about, uh, one of those meets. I know you guys competed on Thursday evening at, uh, Southwestern, yeah. uh, Hanover. You were able to defeat Southwestern 84, 64, uh, Milan and Lawrenceburg also at that meet. Um, and they finished ahead of ahead of you. Talk to me a little bit, though, about the scoring. So when I say you defeated Southwestern 84-64, what does that mean? Well, it obviously means we scored more points than the opposing team. I mean, that's the... Uh, silly me. I, I, don't, I don't know what came over me. How are those points awarded? Yeah, so we are awarded points for basically everybody that finishes in the top five. So okay. we, we are allowed at this meet in particular, and most of our dual meets, um, we're allowed to enter up to three individuals in an event and then up to two relays per event. So this this meet was no different than than a dual, a typical dual meet um, being a quad meet. Mm-hmm. And so the way that they scored that, they scored it as what we would kind of call double dual scoring. Okay. So it's basically you look at, you know, basketball or football or anything else and it's just right. head-to-head scoring. Sure. 
if you score first, you get, I think it was six points. Uh, second place is four, three, two, and one okay. uh, down to fifth place. For our relays in kind of an invitational structure, those are going to be doubled okay. uh, for most of those. So our meet tomorrow night, the relays will actually start at like 32 points, whereas in our, du- our duels, double duels, things like that, the scoring starts at eight and then goes down to four and then down to two, so only three relays score. So when you say dual meet, we're talking about multiple schools at the same meet competing at the same time? So our dual meets are typically two teams. Um, When we do double dual scoring, what they're doing is they're using the computer system to match us up head to head. So for instance, let's say that against Southwestern, we went first and second in a a particular event. They went third and fourth, right? We would get first and second points. For that meet, they would get third and fourth. But let's say Milan finished in first and fourth overall. Right. Then they would get first and fourth scoring points for our meet against them, whereas we would get the second and third place scoring Ah. for that. So it's kind of a weird way that they put that together and make that work. But thank heavens for technology to make our jobs easier, (laughs) Um, you know, because the computer just spits it out and we're good to go. Uh, a couple of uh, young ladies on your squad um, fared very well in yep. uh, this uh, Southwestern meet. Isabel, Rob, and uh, Sarah Beetle both won their events. What, what events do they swim? So they, they were actually swimming off events on Thursday night. We've been swimming off events really since EIAC on January 7th. Um, okay. It's one of those things where we try to get them out of their heads. Um, they'll be swimming closer to sectional events tomorrow night. Okay. Um, same thing with our boys squad. They're going to be in that same category. We're, we're trying to swim off so that we kind of hope that we forego that plateau that mm-hmm, they hit, mm-hmm. right? So we want to make sure that we're in the right mindset. We're in that right racing capacity. I mean, Sarah put together an amazing 50 free. Isabel put together a, I mean, they both put lifetime bests together in the 50 and uh, 50 for Sarah, the hundred for Isabel. Um, even though they're not their traditional events and sure. it's kind of, you know, we're kind of fudging the system a little bit by sitting there being like, well, you haven't swam it in six weeks, so let's throw you in it and get a personal best. Right. Um, but, you know, that doesn't happen for everybody every time. And it's just one of those things where we do our best to to kind of mix it up. Our goal as a coaching staff and kind of my philosophy is if you can legally swim all eight events, mm-hmm. you're going to swim all eight events. Right. Um, I, I'm not going to put somebody who is brand new on the team and say, all right, we're going to throw you in the hunter butterfly. Right. Um, but I, once we get your freestyle down, you bet you're going to go in the, the 50, the 100, the 200, and the 500 and, and be asked to swim those things. And we've absolutely done that. I think that on our squad, uh, you know, our, our full team for boys and girls, only three people have not swam the 500. Wow. Um, and everybody has swam the 50, the 100, and 200. So, yeah. Okay. So I would... I would imagine there are events that are easier than, than uh, I mean, I, theoretically. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you look at it, the 50 free would, you know, probably be the easiest, okay. right? You know, it's the shortest distance. Right. Um, and, you know, you're in the pool for the least amount of time. Right. Um, for our meet tomorrow, I think. You know, you're looking at anywhere between 21 mm. to, you know, 40 seconds in the pool. Like that's that's kind of a, a wide range. And I know that. But, 
you know, you're, you're in the pool for less than a minute typically, wow. right? Um, in the hundred free, you're going to be in there for anywhere between, you know, four, well, if you look at Caleb Dressel's world record, a 39 second hundred free, right. um, you know, some of our kids are going to be in that 125 to 130 range where mm-hmm. some of our kids are going to be under 55 seconds. Wow. Um, so it's just one of those things where the 1500 are, probably the, the the easiest to get people into swimming. Sure. And then we start to say, okay, let's look at the 100 back. Let's sure. see if you can do the 100 breasts. Uh, butterfly is extremely difficult mm-hmm. to, to be able to teach and, and swim in, in such a short period of time, um, and especially with limited space. And then, you know, you go into things like the 200 free and you start to get into pacing strategies. Right. 1500, splash and dash. You, you get in, you go. Right. You go as fast as you can for as long as you can. Right. 200 free, all of a sudden it's like, all right, you can't just go all out. Otherwise, it's you are going to look like someone is throwing a piano on top of you <laughs> at about the 125 to 150 mark. Right. Um, 500, same way. If you sprint the whole thing, you're not going to finish very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just one of those things where we do our best to, to get our kids ready for that 50, the 100, the 100 back. Um, just because they're shorter distance events, they don't require as much pacing strategy. Mm-hmm. Although the faster you get, the harder those events become. Um, you know, we've got Will Johnson who put up a 21.9 in the 50 free and Isabel Robb who's put up, I think it's a 27.6 in the 50 wow. free. Um, it's an extremely technical race. Sure. Uh, you look at someone like Nathan Adrian or Simone Manuel or some of those other swimmers that swim that 50 free kind of as their bread and butter. Right. And they're just like, yeah, I could have done that so much better because I this is what went wrong and we got to mm-hmm. do this and I can't breathe here and you know I got to do exactly this amount of kicks and strokes and all this thing. So it's a very technical race, mm-hmm. which is why you know theoretically, yes, the fifty three is easy, but it is the hardest one to master. That brings a, uh, an interesting question. You you talk about how technical some of these events are. Yeah. How big of uh, what type of role does film study play in in trying to critique those techniques or improve on those techniques? Yeah, so unfortunately, we don't have the means to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, occasionally we'll, you know, we'll get out. Uh, it's an app that is no longer on the app store now called Coach's Eye, and we'll do things like relay exchanges so kids can know how close or how far they are from right. from that relay exchange. But we really don't have the technology or the staff to be able to sit here and be like, all right, let's review these techniques. But mm-hmm. if you look at programs like IU or Purdue or all this, right. they have cameras in the water right. all the time. Wow, I can um, imagine. And I would, I would love to have some cameras and TVs on deck to be able to do that, but it's just, it's not in our budget. Sure. It's not within our wheelhouse right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of what we do is, you know, kind of just like physical manipulations to be like, all right, this is what you got to do. Like, right. this is how this works. Um, we do a lot of technique work within the pool to say, you know, make sure that you get your fingertips down, your elbows nice and high. We're not losing stroke power by letting the hand slip through the water. And, right. you know, I, I know that from that standpoint, like, even saying that, people are just like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's just one of those things where we have lots of conversations. We we try to write notes for every meet that we go to. Right. Um, so the kids have that opportunity to um, to just know what they need to work on. And, yeah, we those those are really what we're trying to do is is just get them to acknowledge what needs to be done. Good deal. Good deal. Now, we were talking off air this meet tomorrow night. 
a um, little bit larger little bit. than, than yeah. the meet that you had last week. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so we are going to the Brebuff In- Invitational. It's also dubbed the Schools with No Pools Invitational. Right. Um, so basically, they, they find teams around the state that don't own their own water yep. and invite them to come up to the IU Natatorium um, for us to be able to swim at IUPUI. I mean, it's one of the fastest pools in the nation. Mm. It's like, why not? Why right. would we not do that? And we've had... Uh, fairly good success over the course of the the last couple of years and um we've got a couple relays in the top four Mm. Um, we've got a couple individuals that are in the top eight um we even have uh one individual on our men's team in the top three wow um so it's going to be one of those things where we're going to be we're going to go out we're going to see what we can do but Mm. ultimately we're going to have a good time um and we're just going to enjoy the process of going to this meet swimming at this pool seeing all the olympians names that have qualified for the olympic team in that pool um and then just watch some high quality you know competition and this this meet is actually larger than our upcoming sectional wow yeah we'll get to the sectional here in a second you you used a term that caught my attention you said that the IUPUI Natatorium is one of the fastest pools in the state. What makes a pool fast? Well, it's not just in the state, honestly. It's it's in the nation. It's one of the really? top pools in the nation. I mean, they still host uh, FINA World Championships. I think they were just there in November or December, if I remember correctly. Some yeah. of our kids were like, we're not coming to practice. We're going to go to FINA Worlds. And I'm like, right. go for it. Yeah. Like, go up there. They got, uh, they actually brought me an autograph um, from Anthony Irvin. Mm. Um, so a former 50, 100 freestyle specialist, um, gold medalist and all of that. So yeah, it's what makes a pool fast. It's the, mostly the mindset, you okay. know, um, the competition level but that pool has the right depth it's got the right temperature it's it's just structured well sure. to to make for an efficient turnover rate so you mm-hmm. got some pools that there's a lot of waves there's a lot of you know turbulence that comes in it but they've right. got okay. you know the the bigger lane lines they've got great gutters that take care of all that splashback and yeah they just do a great job with that pool so sectionals will begin uh, for you guys next Thursday, February 2nd, and your sectional will take place down at Columbus North. Yep. Um, one of the, I, I would say probably one of the uh, historic natatoriums in this area. Yes. Um, pretty big facility too, right? Yeah, it's not too bad. It's an eight-lane pool. I think technically it goes 25 meters, but they bring it back to 25 yards for us to compete in. Um, they've got the warm-up, cool-down area, and the diving well that takes up most of the pool. I think it's like six of the eight lanes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's it's got good space. Uh, I swam there when I was a senior in high school right. um, for my sectional. Uh, so I've got kind of mixed feelings about going to that pool every year. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's really exciting. And, you know, Jim Sheridan built a fantastic program over there. Um, I'm not sure the name of the coach that took over this last year. Um, for Logan, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's one of those programs that definitely has a great history. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they've been hosting that meet really since I think 2005 was the year that I swam there, not to date myself too right. much, but right. um, yeah, so it's, I mean, it's definitely a, a place that we're familiar with or our teams are familiar with. And, um, you know, we're, we're not intimidated. We know that we're, go. we know that we're going to go in there and we're going to swim the best that we can. Um, and we just try to, you know, keep up with those bigger schools with, you know, bigger budgets and training and everything else that goes with that. Speaking of bigger schools, bigger budgets, East Central just opened up their new 
natatorium here yeah. uh, this year. Have you guys had a chance to get in the pool over there? Yeah, so we swam there twice. Um, we were there for EIAC, which uh, it's my understanding that they're going to host the EIAC um, meet from here until someone builds right, a right. equivalent you know, facility. Um, and then we swam a dual meet there as well, um, which was a lot of fun because it offered us the ability to swim four kids per event um, right. instead of the three or two that we're accustomed to. Um, so that was kind of a nice kind of add on sure um for being able to go to that facility and then you know being able to have that warm-up cool down area and really get in that pool before the boys go to sectionals there mm. um that was huge yeah so just to be able to have that time in that facility and understand like okay we know how this is going to flow now um since we've we've done it twice and we can kind of have that familiarity there right good deal now you mentioned 28 members men and women together yeah. uh, make up now i have no uh, nothing to, to balance that up against. Are those good numbers? Is that a good size team? You want more? You, I would love to have more, but we don't have capacity for more right now with our, mm-hmm. with our training space. Um, we do a great job in the weight room, getting our kids to be able to be physically fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really think that that's where our training deficit is kind of overcome. Um, you know, we're able to get in the water about, uh, nine hours a week. Right. Um, and you know, other programs are going, you know, 20 to 25 hours a week, if not wow. more. Wow. Um, yeah, so we're, we're very lucky to be able to be where we are and competing how well we are. Um, and I, I mean, these, these kids want, they want it. Sure. They want to work harder. Sure. Um, you know, they're. There are girls that from last year to this year, you know, they're dropping seven, eight seconds from, you know, year to year. And it's just wow. like, this is huge for you. Um, not swimming, but, you know, these 20 weeks out of the year with the summer swim team and the high school swim right. team, like, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, would love to see where they could go if we had, you know, more time in the pool. But it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm not. I'm not mad mm-hmm. because they're performing and they're they're hungry for it. That's right. the biggest thing. Good deal. Good deal. Well, Coach, I, I typically do this when we uh, bring a new program onto the show. You got a live hot mic right there in front of you. And imagine, if you would, that I'm an incoming freshman, not affiliated with any particular club, group, or sport, but I want to get involved. I want to be uh, the best bulldog I could be. Um, what's your 30-second pitch for me to come out for the Batesville Swim? Honestly, go find one of the teammates. Like, don't come to me. Right? I'm not. I mean, yeah, I'm the spokesman, or you know, whatever it is. Sure. But those those kids are who I would point anybody to, and just be like, that's who you need to talk to. Right? They're the ones that have the passion, the drive, and dedication to do it. So. Sounds good. Well, Coach, listen. Thanks so much for joining us. Good luck uh, next week at sectionals, and we will check in with you see how that uh, how those uh, sectionals turn out for you perfect thank you so much all right that was head coach greg mcmullen of batesville swim we've got more coaches corner coming up for you in just a minute we're going to turn the tables and talk basketball south decatur style right after this on country 103.9 wrbi and online at wrbiradio.com Cecil from Meissen's Family Pizza here. On Monday, January 23rd and Tuesday, January 24th, we will be closed. We're doing some maintenance, cleaning, and general upgrades to better serve you. We plan on being back open at 10.30 a.m. on Wednesday to serve you. Again, Meissen's Family Pizza is closed on Monday the 23rd and Tuesday the 24th. We reopen Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. 
Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. This is Ty Fleetwood, sales manager at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, located at 950 North Michigan, Greensburg, Indiana. I want to invite you to visit us at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We have Greensburg's only drive-in service lane and home of the free old changes for life with the purchase of a new vehicle. Stop in and give us an opportunity to earn your business. Thank you for shopping at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. Southeastern Indiana REMC is now offering high-speed fiber internet to its members. Choose from our basic, plus or premium residential packages with speeds from 100 megabits per second to 1 gig. Prices range from $64.95 to $109.95 per month, and there are no data caps. Get the connectivity speed you need at a price you can afford. Visit SEIREMC.com or call 1-800-737-4111 to check your address eligibility and to sign up for service today. Our friendly customer service representatives are standing by to take your call. SEI Fiber, connecting at the speed of light coach's corner delivered by ison's family pizza continues i want to thank all of our guests thank all of our sponsors thank ison's for allowing us to be here thank all of you for listening in from 103.9 wrbi and welcome back sports fans coach's corner continues here and had a great conversation with boys swim coach uh, Greg McMullen, um, those guys seem to be primed and ready for a good run here in uh, their sectional starts next Thursday, February 2nd. It'll be held down at Columbus North, um, coming off of um, some really good swimming um, last weekend. And, you know, I don't care what the sport is, I don't care who the coach is, everybody will tell you the same. They want to be hitting their best stride, whether it's Take shaving uh, seconds off in the pool or, or or hitting three-pointers for the corner. They want to be doing their best right around sectional time, and it sounds like Coach McMullen's got his guys doing that. We promised we would outline for you some of uh, the sectional draws, draws this past weekend, and as we take a look at sectional 1A, uh, the Southwestern Shelby sectional, Waldron will take on uh, Jackson Dell. That'll be on uh, the 31st, 7 p.m. The game before that, though, um, on, uh, I'm sorry, the game after that, the next day on February 1 um, at 6 p.m., will be Olenberg Academy taking on uh, South Decatur. Um, then uh, the second game that night, will be two one game on the 31st and two games on February 1st. Game number two, Morristown will take on Edinburgh. And speaking of the South Decatur Cougars, joining us now on the program is women's head basketball coach, Coach Kristen Hicks. Coach Hicks, welcome to the program. How's it going? It is going well, and things seem to be going well for you guys as well. You've won two of your last three games split a pair last week um a win over edinburgh mm-hmm. on tuesday 56 to 30 and they're just not enough with switzerland county there on saturday night um as we head into 
sectional play. What did you learn from your squad last week with those two games? Yeah, we've had some some pretty good games the last kind of second half of the season. They've really kind of hit their stride and uh, been playing some pretty good basketball. It was a good uh, to get a, a conference win yes. over there on the road at Edinburgh, so that was huge for us. Um, and uh, we were at home against Switzerland County, and they've got a really disciplined team. And it was good for us to go up against somebody like that, and I, we needed that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was tough, and we held them close, uh, played well, um, but we didn't play our best. We didn't play right. to our potential, and I sure. think that was kind of the, the big thing that we needed to note was, uh, you know, we held a team closely, mm-hmm. still not playing to our best. Right. So we um, we worked on a lot of things tonight at practice um, just to get better, kind of fine-tuning some things uh, to be ready for next week. You talk about that conference win over Edinburgh. Uh, you finished 4-2 and two, yeah. uh, on the season, the conference finishing um, fourth. But you've got yet one more tune-up um, before conference play. You guys will close out your regular season uh, this weekend uh, with Trinity Lutheran. What type of challenges does a team like Trinity bring? Well, we've got two games actually to finish up oh, here. Okay. We've got Batesville tomorrow night. Okay. So we're, we're home tomorrow night against Batesville. Right. And they're they're playing pretty solid right now. They're, right. they're a good team. Um, so that'll be a good test for us. It'll be our senior night. So, uh, mm. you know, kind of um, a little extra for us that night. But um, that'll be a good challenge for us. And then finishing on the road at Trinity Lutheran, who is also a very good team right now, playing good basketball. So uh, two really tough teams. Um, I like that going into the postseason. Um, you kind of just staying sharp. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the sectional, it's, it's not going to be easy. Everybody's, uh, we're, oh, no, going into sectional. Exactly. Everybody is. Exactly. So um, it'll be important these next two games that we stay focused, um, you know, one possession at a time, one game at a time. Um, kind of, like I said, just kind of fine-tuning some things, uh, getting ready then for next week. So, yeah, they um... – yeah, you're 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 right about the two teams that you're playing this week. I can't speak for Trinity. I know Batesville came coming off of a loss, and you know so yeah. uh, they'll definitely be wanting to get back sure. on the winning way. So that should be a, um, a a good test when you and when you play teams like that. Some of the larger schools. Um, Talk to me a little bit about that in terms of that being a measuring stick. You know, there's some of the games where you say on paper, okay, we're not supposed to win this game, but you you can kind of use that as a barometer, right? In terms of where you where your team is. Sure, I mean those are two big schools with great programs. Uh, you know, big pool of girls to choose from. Right. Um, to me, you know, as a competitor and as a coach, like I'm going in every single game. Like we can win every single game. Exactly. I believe. You know, with the team that I have, I have all the confidence in the world. Exactly. So. Um, yeah, underdogs for sure. I would say I have no problem being an underdog. Right. Um, to the world, but in my head, I'm there to win. That's you know, right. so That's right. I, I, you look at these teams, but at the end of the day, we're going out there, we're playing basketball. So, good deal. Yeah, good deal. I yes, I talked to, I was talking to um, uh, East Central's head coach about their non-conference schedule because you know they're traveling all over to play. Uh, sure larger schools, larger competition. Um, and, you know, in the same way, you know, they're going into it on paper. They're not supposed to win. Sure. Um, but they like the challenge. And, and I like what you said. You know, you, you go in knowing that it's our game to win regardless. Sure. sure. And it's good to have those challenging 
uh, you know, games on your schedule. Sure it is. Um, to test the girls and, you know, see what they're made of. And so those, those games are important. So you'll open up, as we mentioned, you'll open up sectional play on the 1st, um, 6 p.m., taking on Olenberg Academy. Olenberg, 7-12 and 12 on the season. You guys, at least if all things equal, exact same schedule, relatively evenly matched. What do you know about this Olenberg team? Well, we played them earlier in the season, and it was kind of in the mix, um, kind of a, a stretch of the season where we were we were tough going there uh-huh. at that time. You know, we had a string of games on the road. Right. Um, it was a tough stretch for us. So, you know, I'm personally excited to get a chance to, to play them again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we fell um, – we fell to them, uh, I think, by about twelve or so in mm-hmm. the season. But once again, we weren't we weren't at our best. Sure. You know, didn't play to our potential for sure that game. Um, and that was one that we we watched. Right. You know, we we sit the girls down and we're going over game film right. on that one. Right. Um, broke it down, looked at ways that we can improve, and they have. I mean, things that we we struggled on in those games, um, and that especially those stretch of games. Uh, we we worked every single day of practice, you know, putting in the work, and they've gotten a lot better since then. So you know, I'm excited about the matchup. They're a good team. Um, they've played a lot of uh, good teams close, so mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm excited for that. And really, just the sectional in general. Um, you know, I think it's wide open. I think it's a wide open sectional. Um, so I'm excited about you know the opportunity and uh, where our girls are at right now. Do you like the fact that um, you're playing an opponent that you're somewhat familiar with? You've played them before, or would you rather just go in blind? You know, here's a club that you, you well, haven't faced before. Well, I. I, I was kind of hoping, you know, mm-hmm. as like I said, as a competitor, like, you hate losing. I want another chance. You right. Know, we lost to them. We lost to Jacksonville in the season. Um, so the, those are two teams that, you know, I'm looking at in sectional, like, man, I'd like another chance at sure. those. So I think it's good. You know what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you know, it was mid-season, so they've improved a lot just like we have. Right. Um, but I, I'm I'm excited uh, to go against them again. You, you made mention that it'll be senior night mm-hmm. yeah. um, tomorrow night, I believe it yes. is, yep. um, when you guys are hosting Batesville. Um, talk to me a little bit about your your seniors on on this squad because, you know, when you're, when you're an athlete, particularly a, a senior student athlete, and you start to realize that your high school career – you know, is, you know, you're getting ganged by, you know what I mean? It's, right. You're getting down to the final games. And then on that senior night, sometimes um, it can be the fuel that can drive those seniors to have an unbelievable performance. Sure. And then there's sometimes where it kind of gets in their head a little bit and that mortality kind of right. sets in on them. What do, what do you anticipate with your seniors tomorrow night? Well, we've got three seniors. We've got Katie and Mary Gasper and Hope Barker. And they've been... Um, They've been great uh, leaders for our team. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be, man, I don't know. I think I think they're excited, but, um, you know, I hope they they go out and have a great performance on their certainly, senior night, obviously. Um, they're three great girls, mm-hmm. showed a lot of, um, you know, perseverance throughout the year, um, and I'm, I'm excited for them. Great group of girls. Have they have they been with you four year starters or so Katie and Mary, they have been with the team. They were they transferred um 
as freshmen, I believe. And then Hope transferred just this year as well. So it's been great to, um, especially me being a new coach, mm-hmm. kind of building those relationships and getting to know them on a personal level as right. well. So, right. you know, it'll be, you know, an emotional night, but um, I think it'll be a great matchup as well and hopefully get a win. No doubt. Well. No doubt. Well, good deal. Uh, coach, well, we look forward um, to that game tomorrow night and, of course, uh, sectional play as well. Uh, again, that will be starting on February 1st, 6 p.m. And that'll be at Southwestern Shelby. Game time for your first game, uh, 6 p.m. Should uh, you guys defeat the uh, Lady Twisters that night, you'd then move on um, on the 3rd. You'd be taking on in the second game either the winner of the Morristown-Edinburgh matchup um, as well. So when you look at your sectional, I mean, we I can see a path. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, can, I can see a path where uh, you guys can make it to that 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 championship round. Um, so of course, we wish you all the best of luck. Thank you. And we'll check in with you later on down the road. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Coach Hicks of the South Decatur Lady Cougars. Uh, again, they'll be playing tomorrow night, taking on uh, the Lady Bulldogs. And then Saturday, they've got Trinity Lutheran as a final tune-up uh, just before sectional play, which begins on February 1st as they play the Lady Twisters of Oldenburg, February 1st at 6 p.m. More Coach's Corner coming up for you in just a moment, right after this on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBI Radio. Cecil from Meissen's Family Pizza here. On Monday, January 23rd and Tuesday, January 24th, we will be closed. We're doing some maintenance, cleaning, and general upgrades to better serve you. We plan on being back open at 10.30 a.m. on Wednesday to serve you. Again, Meissen's Family Pizza is closed on Monday the 23rd and Tuesday the 24th. We reopen Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Curtin Elko, your local Lennox dealer, is 50 years old. Hi, it's Scott Lamping, and we're proud to have been providing quality products, professional installation, and dependable service for residential, commercial, and farms in southeastern Indiana since 1971. Our experienced and helpful calendar staff can help you do-it-yourselfers and contractors, and our experienced service technicians and installers are glad to do it for you. Curtin Elko, celebrating 50 years of business. We have respiratory therapists on staff that can help you rest easy. Our services include CPAP and BiPAP, the latest in oxygen technology, nebulizers, and more. Our professional staff will answer all of your questions and make you or your loved one feel at ease with whatever challenges you're faced with. Ask for us. Let our family take care of yours. You are tuned to Coach's Corner. We want to thank uh, Cecil and his crew here at Ison's Pizza for allowing us to be here. We want to thank all of our sponsors who make this all possible. Go out and support them because not only do they make things like this possible, they keep your communities going, and that's very, very important. 103.9 WRVI. Welcome back, sports fans and Coach's Corner continues here with Terrence Arney. I want to thank our sponsors for making this 
Impossible, Ison's Family Pizza, Garing's, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, and Great Plains Communications. Just finished speaking with South Decatur's head coach, Coach Kristen Hicks, and um, they are, are, are kind of rounding into shape right at the right time. They finished four and two in the conference, um, split a couple of games last week. They've got two more this week. They'll play Batesville tomorrow night at home, and then they'll take on uh, Trinity Lutheran on Saturday. All that is a final tune-up as they will begin sectional play next week. Uh, their first game will be on the 1st as they take on the Olenberg Academy Twisters. That game tip-off at 6 p.m. Um, and that is sex, that is for uh, the 1A sectional. Let's take a look at some other sectional. Sectional 2A, the Switzerland County sectional. This sectional will uh, get things started on the 31st. Uh, there'll be one game on the 31st at 7 p.m., uh, it'll feature the North Decatur Lady Chargers at 15 and 5 on the season. They'll be taking on South Ripley 12, uh, South Ripley, of course, 12 and 9 on the season. Boy, that'll be a good one to get, uh, that sectional started. Um, and then on <clears throat> the 3rd, on February 3rd, Milan, the Lady Indians, they will take on Hauser. Uh, Milan three and seventeen on the season. Hauser nine and nine. Uh, that'll be on game one on the third. Then the winner of the North Decatur South Ripley tilt, uh, they will play in uh, the nightcap on the third. That game will start at seven thirty, and they will take on Switzerland County there. So the teams featured in the two A Switzerland County sectional. Milan, North Decatur, and South Ripley. North Decatur and South Ripley, they get things started off on the first night on the 31st. Uh, tip off at 7 p.m. on February 3rd. Game one at 6 p.m. will feature Milan taking on Hauser. Then the winner from the 31st game, the winner between North Decatur and South Ripley, they'll take on Switzerland County. And game number two on February 3rd. Uh, let's keep it rolling and step into Class 3A. And the sectional there will be held at Rushville. Class 3A Rushville sectional. Uh, things will get started on the 31st. It'll be one game on the 31st. Tip off at 7 p.m. Featuring South Dearborn Lady Knights taking on uh, the Connorsville Lady Spartans tip off at 7 p.m. And then on the first, two games on February 1st, the first game at 6 p.m. will feature the Franklin County Wildcats taking on uh, the Lady Bulldogs of Batesville. Franklin County, great, great season this year, 14-5 and in uh, their regular season. The Bulldogs, 11-10 and uh, in the regular season. It'll be a good uh, match up there. That's game number one, 6 p.m. tip off on February 1st. Game number two will feature the Greensburg Pirates at 12 and 8 on the year, taking on, uh, the Rushville Lady Lions. Had an opportunity to see those Lions in action, 
last week, last Thursday, when they played uh, the Bulldogs. And I'm here to tell you, just looking at this field of teams, it is wide open. It is wide open. Whoever gets hot at the right time could find themselves waltzing through that sectional and playing for a championship there on uh, championship night. But just a really good lineup to get things started. And then Lawrenceburg, they were afforded the bye in this 3A sectional. So they will not play until February 3rd. There'll be two games on February 3rd. Lawrenceburg, of course, will be playing their first game. They'll take on the winner of the South Dearborn Connorsville tilt um, in game one. Game two will feature the winners from February 1st. So the winner between Franklin County and Batesville will take on the winner of Greensburg-Rushville. And that would be uh, the nightcap there on February 3rd with a tip-off of 7.30. And then, of course, those winners, those winners would go on to play in uh, the championship game there. Uh, one more sectional to cover with you. That would be 4A. That'll be the Shelbyville sectional. And uh, that will feature East Central. They'll play on the 31st in the nightcap game, taking on Columbus East. Uh, the earlier game, the 6 p.m. game, is Franklin and Columbus North. Uh, so two games on the 31st. Then those winners will move on. The winner of the Columbus East, East Central, well, they'll take on Shelbyville. The winners of Franklin and Columbus North would take on Whiteland uh, in the early game. And, of course, those winners would then move to the championship round. I'll run back through those again before we get out of here tonight so you can make sure you can uh, mark your calendars and uh, figure out your travel plans and figure out which games you're going to go check out. And as always, we will end our discussions tonight with head coach of Batesville Boys Basketball, Coach Aaron Garrett. Coach, welcome to the program. Good to see you again. I saw you a lot this weekend, so never get enough of you, though. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we did get around a little bit uh, this past week. We um, see hosted Franklin County on Friday night. That was the front end of a, of a back-to-back, then traveled up to Connersville. You split those those two conference games. Um, let's start off with Franklin County, 49-28. And, Coach, I, I know I mentioned it many times. John and I both did on the air, and I probably even mentioned it to you Friday night. People can say what they want about home field advantage not being real, home gym advantage not being real. But I'm here to tell you, and we witnessed it firsthand, the amount of energy that was in that gym with the uh, – First graders coming over for the basketball bash. And, of course, you had your campers uh, from Garrett's gang there as well. And all of those parents and all of those people, literally standing room only, the energy was so electrifying. Your club came out on fire to start that ball game. And, unfortunately, for the Wildcats, they just could never recover from that and get back in the game. Um uh, a, a good win for the club at 49-28. It was, and it was a needed conference win. And Terrence on Huddle, our Huddle camera that sits right above you guys, I can sometimes hear you on the radio mm-hmm. through the Huddle camera, depending on how loud the gym is. But I was able to watch the Garrett's game. 
yeah. I'm down there on the floor, but it was Greg Simmons. So there's a lot of different people that make that night possible. Greg Simmons did a great job announcing the Garrett's game, mm-hmm. making it special for each camper. The student section, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm watching, my little Eleanor was a first grader, so obviously I'm back in the locker room. I didn't get to see her participate in the halftime festivities, and it's the first time we didn't have huddle when the boys were in first grade. So I'm like, well, I'm going to watch this during half, so I picked that up. But then I noticed the student section dancing and doing everything with the kids it just made it so big for those first graders because they're dancing with them just having a great time um maggie weberding singing the national anthem Mm -hmm. i love when the national anthem's live our bands again there were some middle school kids incorporated in with the high school band there's nothing like our gym when the band is there and it's very noticeable when they're not because it's very eerily quiet yeah right so the band just rocked out which is awesome then our cheerleaders, our dance team, all those girls that do so many things for to bring that spirit alive. Then you have the energy of a probably 150 to 160 first graders, mm-hmm. which are just are just bringing so much energy. And then Garrett's game, uh, knock on wood, we've not we've not lost that game since we've brought those campers in, paired it with the uh, first grade night, and they just blow the roof off the place. No doubt. And, my, my wife kind of sits at the end of the tunnel. So I think I told you this on the air. I've got the luxury of being at the end of that tunnel, seeing those campers come through. And it's, it's as pure joy as we'll get on this planet. Mm-hmm. It truly is authentic, pure joy. And then the, the autograph night afterwards, where, where so many young kids stay. And then I know you and I were talking about those guys that were sitting in those chairs signing autographs. It wasn't very long ago at all that they were in lines trying to get those autographs. Mm-hmm. And just to see the life cycles keep taking place, and we get such good representatives of Batesville High School to do that. So just a, a great night to be a Bulldog. And the Wildcats from Franklin County, they were shorthanded, but that doesn't take away from what our guys were able to accomplish in terms of they, they did come out with great energy. We got good looks, but then we came out flat in the, in the, in the third quarter. Right. And whether that's how we handled halftime, Franklin County, I, I'm, I'm sure they got an earful at a halftime, so they come in, they come out of the half more spirited, and it's it's hard. I mean, we can. I'm, I'm always a believer in being transparent with our guys in terms of, yep, Franklin County shorthanded, but we they're not going to feel sorry for us. We still had to we still had to make get our game plan into place, and Coach Hebner used to say this a lot. On Friday nights in football, for example, for us, that Friday night in basketball, you don't get to practice that night. Yeah. So that's our opportunity to get better. So I was disappointed we came out a little bit flat in the third quarter. Um, and they got within, I know within 10. Mm-hmm. And then, if I remember correctly, Carson Laker hits a, a top of the key three after we passed the ball some against their zone. Carson was ready for it, took a three, hit a big three that kind of got us going again because we could press again, get him sped up again. Then we, we had all we guys we had guys on all counts hitting. Um, Trent Lewis got some second quarter action as a freshman yes. in terms of yeah. he's 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 going to be a special shooter for the program I think mm-hmm. and and we're lacking that in some regard right now. So for him to get some meaningful moments to go along with that core six, Chris Lewis had good minutes for us mm-hmm. and Chris is a guy that's that's coming on as far as really solidifying being in that uh, stretch our rotation to seven guys. Because as, as you saw Saturday and as we hit double weekend after double weekend after double weekend, and then you get into a, a section which could very well be a Wednesday, Friday, Saturday of just grueling basketball because it's all conference teams playing each other, we're going to have to have a little bit more depth, whether it be foul trouble, whether it be just somebody needs to get a break and get reset mentally. And all those guys are providing those things for us. As what has been the case lately, um, Kate and Cole have, have led us in scoring. Yeah in terms of what they do from a production standpoint. So Friday night was was a good all-around win. 
third quarter, a little blip on the radar, but they, they definitely got it squared away, and then we got some guys some playing time there in the fourth on the varsity floor. Before we leave Friday night, there's one thing I want to make sure our listeners are, are aware of, too. You, we, you, you talk about that after-the-game portion where the kids can come up and get autographs, and John and I, we, we talked about this on the air. Last week, there was a viral video going around of these third graders that were emulating everything they see in the pros after every made shot, after every good defense, you know, flexing and all of this nonsense going on. And I said to John, as I had referenced that, I said, you know, one of the best things that's going on here tonight is these first graders are seeing good examples of what sportsmanship looks like in southeastern Indiana, as opposed to, you know, and, and you know, and the thing I, and I said it to John is so that video, when you watch it the first time, you laugh. And then you're like, that's tragic, <laughs> you know, and you stop laughing. So kudos to you and your staff for um, modeling the type of behavior that we want to see, that we should see from our student athletes. And I appreciate that. We, we had, we talked to our guys a lot about, that Batesville across the chest, mm-hmm. it means so much. It means so much to me personally. What it's done for my life it means so much for the players that have come before that have worn that jersey. And I'll highlight uh, Cole Pride and Jack Krunkmeyer. They're our two captains. Yeah. And it's just not Terrence, hey, you're a captain, go to the half-court meeting before the game. They've got to go through a workbook for me. Um, we have different discussions. I bring speakers in to talk to them. They have to handle some issues at times within the team. The locker room's theirs. Yeah. That's not my locker room. They manage the locker room. And Cole, as a 6'8 senior, not only does he stand out from his height, but you talk about a high-level guy that just does a great job leading our program, does things the right way, and then have a, a jack that pairs with him. And from that captain standpoint, I'm always proud. I say this. I'm always proud to take our guys on the road. I'm always mm-hmm. proud to show them off. And obviously, and I told him, they are rock stars. They they are well-known individuals. I use the phrase, they're always on, they're always on a job interview because everybody sees them everybody knows who they are everybody's listening how they handle themselves so we take it all very important from body language to language use to behavior exhibited and and i'm blessed i'm blessed and i appreciate you recognizing that on the air let's talk about saturday and it really an odd two games juxtaposed to each other in terms of the energy and excitement of friday night you go on the road you know, I feel like it. I mean, obviously, I never have. I feel like it's a tough place to play just because the way the gym is made. You got that 360 seating and it's dark and ugh, it just I can't imagine what it would be like um, playing on that floor. And of course, the Spartans, they are formidable opponents. They've they pretty much put their uh, stamp on this conference the past several years. Uh, talk about the back-to-back, coming off the emotional night and then going into uh, the Spartan Bowl, what uh, what that was like for your squad. Yeah, you could play the, the Connersville team this year on the playground. It'd be tough, right? <laughs> then you put them in their, their home Spartan Bowl, which is a historic gem. But we've we've always shot there pretty well through the years with our teams. And we got off to a great start. Mm-hmm. And, and Terrence, I'm proud. And I told, him, I told this to the guys tonight before we started practice with our um, – we had a film session – I'm probably I'm probably in more of a foul mood now than I was after the game in terms of watching film backs, making the clips for them, and going through that. Because, and, and as I said after the game, 
it's a classic case of Connorsville's good. They're well coached, mm-hmm. really good. They beat some top level four A teams. We have to go through them to get to a, to a sectional championship. All those are facts. But there's another fact is teams very rarely do teams truly just go out and win a game. Right. Probably the case Friday with where the Wildcats are with their with their injuries and whatnot, and they're, they're guys that are missing. But Saturday night's more more the norm where. And Coach Knight always said this, more teams lose games than mm-hmm. teams win games. Mm-hmm. And you look back at the, the end of the first half, you look back at stretches of the of the second half where either we're not taking care of the basketball, we're not valuing the possession, we're being weak as we're trapped. And to be fair to the guys getting trapped, we got other guys standing around watching. Right. So it's a very powerful visual when I show clips. I told my guys tonight, I love teaching and coaching Batesville kids because they're such nice kids. But we need to have some a little bit more edge to us. And even if you and I are teammates and you mm-hmm. see that film and you're getting trapped by two players and I'm just standing well away from the ball right. and don't come to where we know we have to get to, you and I would be having words. Yeah. Right? In terms of, hey, we're teammates here. you got to get to this spot. So I was able to show them the club later in the second half where – I think it was Kay that got trapped again against the sideline. He stepped through. Jack didn't stand. He cut to the middle. We got a layup off of it. Mm-hmm. So if you just beat that initial trap and guys get to the spots they've been coached to get to, things like that work them ways, their way out. We usually get a high percentage shot. Now, where I've got to go back, we did it tonight. Obviously, that's a note to me. We've got to go back and drill down more passing, more pressure situations, pressure out of the pass. Because the Cardinals send, you'll see, and you and John will see this as you call more games. A kid gets trapped, invariably the ball goes above their head. Right. The defense is going to win that battle because now right. there's no strength on the ball, there's no balance on the player, and the passes you can make from there get very, very limited as a defender jams you. Mm-hmm. We, we went through that again. We'll continue to go through that. But I think our kids believe, and I think Cole Pride was probably the most upset because I was not happy after the game because invariably what happens, Terrence, in the last few years especially, man, you're playing at Connorsville they've got this record they play this schedule they've got guys they've got a few guys that have been three to four year players yeah. good job man you're right there good job mm-hmm. not anymore that's not good enough yeah. i mean we we had every opportunity to win that game and we did some things to ourselves that took that opportunity away and that's got to be shown to the guys some of the guys had to be challenged more some of the guys got to step up to that challenge because that was a winnable game saturday we let get away let's talk a little bit about cole pride Obviously, at six eight, leading uh, the Bulldogs in scoring, and he gets a lot of attention, and, and and rightfully so. But I don't want to talk about his scoring or his defense either, which both are <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, talk to us about his development as a passer, because of the amount of attention that he's going to get. I mean, double teams is just a thing for him, and it's going to be a thing. Talk about his development as a passer. Yeah, very astute. I showed a couple clips tonight where. Uh, he was on the block. Cade just looks in there and, and makes a subtle pass fake and then skips it, and that's when Gus hits a shot from the three. Because mm-hmm. just looking at Cole, three to four to five defenders mm-hmm. either flood physically move or their mm-hmm. attention absolutely goes there. So Cole's unique in, in what you're going to see. Because Terrence, three games in a row now, Cole's not scored in the second half. Right. So I challenged Cole with some things, but obviously schematically, we got to do some things differently. And, and don't take away – his outside shooting. Right. We've got to do some things where Jack does a great job carving space. we got to get better. Some of our passing, there's two passes specifically on Saturday where our bigs have carved space. It was Jack once, it was Cole once, and there's a lot of margin of error where we tell him to throw it, and we didn't hit that spot. Mm-hmm. One was way too far to the left where it should have been to the right in terms of the post feed. The other one, 
it couldn't have been it couldn't have got past forehead high, let alone over the top of fronting defender. Mm-hmm. So those are things we just have to rep. We have to rep, and eventually guys can either make that pass or they can't. And the guys that can will have to be the ones that play, right? But with Cole, he's he's doing a good job. Um, Jack is, does does a good job of typically recognizing when they draw that attention. And one play that we'll have to get back to more of, Jack's in the post. It goes inside out to Cole Pride at three point line. Yes. And teams are teams have picked up because I showed the guys a clip of of, of Connersville's bench. Uh, Coach Miller over there, who's been with Coach Brown a long time, he's up off the bench yelling at his guys because they went over that in their scout. Right, mm-hmm. you can't let Cole shoot those open threes either, and that's what they've done. So we've got quite a weapon. He's almost averaging a double double. Plays his heart out. Leads even better. And we got to continue to find him ways in terms of. And I've got some things we're working on this week specifically that we can go to. To at least get him a touch, yeah. but also we'll move him around more to where he's not chained in that middle and continue. If we take over care of some of the turnovers, sure. obviously more opportunities come in terms of shooting, and that's where we can get Cole doing some better things and getting him some cleaner looks. Because you know this, he moved up the, the scattering report anyway, right. being a senior this year at that height. Now with his production, you, when teams scout and see the South Ripley film, now they'll see the threes he hit against of Connersville. They know he can score at the different levels. Right. And some of his toughest shots are... That baseline fadeaway. <laughs> man, to start to give that three-point play, and we run a play where it's a lob. It's not your typical lob for a dunk. It's just mm-hmm. a lob that goes over the top of the defense. He caught that, and we practice this every day. It's part of our pregame routine. It's called Bradley's after Bill Bradley that played years ago. Mm-hmm. But you catch it head high, and you keep it there, and it's, it's more of that finishing touch. And yeah. That's exactly what he's able to do on that play. So I can't, and I've said this enough, and, and listeners are probably tired of hearing it, but, man, I've, I've not had a player develop that much in one off season, and in the course as the season goes on as, as Cole Pride. And first and foremost, Terrence, all that credit goes to him because he's willing to put in the right. work in right. the weight room, on the basketball floor. So I, I, I just love watching him play. I love the success he's having. And, again, as we talked about earlier, you couldn't find a better role model for the youngsters to look up to. Uh, Cade Kaiser, good to see him back in the box score in a meaningful way whatever greensburg was the lid was covered for him he i mean it wasn't for a lack of effort or trying just couldn't get anything to go for him um talk about what he brings with his athleticism i mean this kid i'm afraid he's going to hit his head on a backboard one day he's <laughs> and he's, he's only a sophomore that's what you <laughs> not even touring that earlier in this season i was on him pretty hard so sometimes I got to step back too and remember this is this kid's only a sophomore, mm-hmm. but he's he's definitely concentrating more on his handle. Um, you saw in the Greensburg game, and those games happen. And Greensburg's good; they were they were putting a lot of pressure on him physically, pushing, getting some hands on and that whatnot. But Kate's taking care of the ball better. He is, and I'm gonna knock on wood as I say this, but he is a top notch free throw shooter in terms of he's almost mm-hmm. touching ninety percent. Mm-hmm. So that's good for us as as late game situations develop. But he's what he's really developed. Is a better outside shot. You saw him. It was probably an air ball there tonight. If it was an air ball, barely nicked the iron. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he's a kid. When I talk about getting our rotation a little bit more expanded. I got to find a way to get Kate out of the game just for a quick drink, quick reset mentally, and just catch his breath. Yeah. Because that, he made the absolute right read, right decision taking that shot. Later in the game, those legs are being affected. Right. But when he gets going downhill, he's super quick. He's, he's continued got to be better finisher at the rim, and he knows that. And I truly think he gets caught in between. Is it a layup? Am I up by the rim? Is it a dunk? Dunk straight on, but it was not pretty. And if I get over the rim, I was happy. He's in a different athletic, athleticism era there. But 
that the what he's really developed is that nice pull up. He mm-hmm. can really go hard off one or two dribbles, and it doesn't matter if it's that five to feet, that ten feet, twelve feet. He's got he's really developed that shot nicely. So there, it all kind of works in unison, right? As as teams have to worry about Cole where he's at, Jack carving space, and that's where you talk about a. So Cade made the one skip to Gus for a three. Now imagine as we get these guys more in sync, a skip pass is made to Cade, and there he catches and shoots, or he uses that that very quick first step, gets downhill, then he's using that athleticism and length. Right. You can just tell he's getting more comfortable, yeah. and that that's fun to see because we got to have that happen as we get in near the end of January and into February, and he's like all these guys are. They're they're, they're a lot of fun to coach, and Cade just he'll nod his head as you coach him, mm-hmm. whether it, whether it's a subtle. A, teaching point where you're really getting a heart on him about something tries to do his best goes forward moves on no ego no attitude and, and terrence i can't tell you enough how how special that is in terms of, especially for a young player that's pretty accomplished yeah just have that just no attitude they're just there to yeah. work hard and again it goes back to our two captains that, that absolutely play and lead that way all the time i can remember a conversation uh overhearing a conversation with coach Michigan State's coach Izzo, he was talking about Draymond Green, not that Draymond and Cade Kaiser's style or play is anywhere close to each other. They're talking about energy. And they asked him about, they were asking coach about, do you have to dial him back sometimes? And coach Izzo was like, listen, it's a lot easier to have to tell a guy to, okay, slow down a little bit as opposed to try to get energy. You can't manufacture that, and, you know, and he brings it. And that's what I, that's, that's what I see when I see Cade play, just a bundle of, of energy on every single play. So it's, it's interesting that you say, yeah, get him a drink of water, because he, he doesn't know when to stop. He just, yeah, and, he just goes. And as you say that, too, I mean, Gus comes to mind. Gus yes. has a, an impressive motor, and it's – and I've never had I've never had this short of rotation, mm-hmm. um, and it's something like you said we're trying to expand. But to play those minutes and it's and it's back to back, and we talk about the Cole Pryor in a year. I yeah. never guessed Cole could log these types of minutes. You've got Gus out there, Cade out there. We're primarily that that short rotation, and to do that mentally, and we we challenge our guys. We don't coach effort. Mm-hmm. They're, they're great at that. Yeah, nothing great happens without enthusiasm. They bring enthusiasm. They bring joy, and a lot of special things can happen when those when those components come together. We just got some things to tighten up. Some of which, as I show on film, can be tightened up. Maybe if we can get some of those rests snuck in there. Sure. In terms of some of our players. So this week, um, another back to back Friday night uh, at North Decatur, and then Hauser comes in on Saturday. What type of challenges uh, do these teams present? We, we step out of conference, but at North Decatur Club, I went and scouted them last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And they just, they from the get-go, they just blew Jacksonville out of the gym. And, and I told Coach Bowman, those nights happen, yeah. especially when you get into late January, early February here. you I can think of every season where I've had a team just, we'll use the phrase, lay an egg, where, gosh, that's not the team I practice with. That's right. not the team I've coached right. the other games with. And that's what that was Jacksonville that night. But you got to give credit to North Decatur. They came out, they're physical, they're senior laden, they can shoot, they can drive. They got Coach Nobby's son, who's the former head coach at North Decatur. His son is anchoring the middle really well and has gotten stronger and developed. So it's going to be a really nice matchup between he and Cole. Mm-hmm. Just as a basketball fan, I look forward to that matchup on Friday night. And as I told you on the radio, we are definitely going into a hornet's nest in terms of 
Nor- I told our guys tonight, this is a big week for us because North Decatur is an EIAC type of opponent. Right. They'll be a great, great team for us to play as we prepare for the state tournament there in, in our sectional because they are. They're strong. They're skilled. They're well coached. They're going to play hard. And they want to beat us. Of course. They want to beat us. Of course. Uh, there's some family connections within our team and, and their team, and there'll be a lot of extended family. So it, it'll be kind of like what you described our gym as on this past Friday, this Friday at, at North Decatur. It'll be fun. I went to South Decatur way back in the day mm-hmm. when that little gym gets full. And it literally is standing room only because the people are squeezed in there. Yeah. Be a lot of fun, and that'll be an unbelievable environment for us to test our wherewithal. How are we this week compared to we were last Saturday when things were physical tough? Mm-hmm. There's trapping going on. There's there's transition basketball. Have we grown from what we've done in practice? Have we grown as players to take that on? And Hauser on Saturday. Hauser's younger. They've got a brand-new head coach, younger coach, Coach Moorhead from South Ripley. That's the superintendent out South Ripley. It's his son that's coaching. Oh, okay. So some some uh, Ripley County connection there, and he's doing a tremendous job for a young coach. He's got – has fun watching him on the sideline. because a lot of energy on the sideline. Mm-hmm. So that, that's why I like to see from young coaches especially. He's always coaching, right, no matter the, the scoreboard, whether he's up a lot, down a lot, or a tight game. He's always coaching his guys. So – we, we should have a little bit of an advantage from an experience standpoint when we get to Saturday's game. But Friday will be – it'll be an epic battle. It truly will be. Good deal. Well, we're in the, the fun part of the season. It's starting to – things are starting to heat up and, and shape up nicely, Coach, as always. Thanks for uh, stopping by, and we'll see you, and best of luck, Friday, Saturday night. As I always say, thanks for covering basketball. I, I Actually, I think I heard both you and John on Thursday when I was checking in on the Lady Bulldogs over at Rushville. So you guys, you guys have been busy. Appreciate you. No doubt. No doubt. That was head coach – for boys basketball at Batesville, Aaron Garrett. Uh, we will step away momentarily, come back. Uh, we'll cover one more sectional pairing for you before we get out of here on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Cecil from Meissen's Family Pizza here. On Monday, January 23rd and Tuesday, January 24th, we will be closed. We're doing some maintenance, cleaning, and general upgrades to better serve you. We plan on being back open at 10.30 a.m. on Wednesday to serve you. Again, Ison's Family Pizza is closed on Monday the 23rd and Tuesday the 24th. We reopen Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep is a proud sponsor of local athletics. I'm Michelle Galk, and at Batesville Chrysler, we value this community and the relationships we've built with our customers. As your hometown car dealer, we understand the importance of staying connected to the community. We commend all our student-athletes and their hard work and dedication. That's why we're proud to sponsor local sports coverage so that fans can stay connected no matter where we are. Remember, you can buy a car anywhere, but when you buy at Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, we can all work together to support the future of this great community. Need a provider who really listens to you? Someone you can trust and know will answer your questions? The family physicians at Decatur County Memorial Hospital promise to listen to your concerns and are committed to giving you the personal attention you deserve. To make an appointment, call 812-222-DOCS or request an appointment online 
at dcmh.net slash request. Decatur County Memorial Hospital. The quality care you want, close by. Back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Get out and uh, support the teams in your area. They all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there. On 103.9 WRBI. And welcome back to Coach's Corner with Terrence Arney. Great guest, great show we've had here with you this evening. Of course, we'll thank our sponsors, Great Plains Communications, Bronze Gutswiller, Margaret Mary Health, Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, SEI Fiber from Southeastern Indiana, REMC, Hurt and Elko, and Decatur County Memorial Hospital. Just a quick reminder, um, we'll give you the game ones um, for our area team starting in Class 1A. That section will be at Southwestern Shelby on the 31st. Uh, that's on Tuesday. Um, action gets started there with Jackson Dale taking on Waldrum. That's at 7 p.m. Then on February 1st, Owenberg will be taking on South Decatur. That'll be game one on February 1st. That's Wednesday night. Game starts at 6 p.m. Let's move to Class 2A. That sectional is at Switzerland County. Uh, the first game will be played on the 31st. That's Tuesday, 7 p.m. will feature North Decatur versus South Ripley. That's going to be a good one. As quiet as it kept, that might be the sectional championship right there. I, you hate to see that in the first round, but that's going to be a great game there. Then on the 3rd, February 3rd, uh, Milan will take on Hauser. That game will start at 6 p.m. Moving to Class 3A. First games will be played on January 31st. That's on Tuesday, 7 p.m. One game that night, South Dearborn and Connersville. Then on the 1st, we've got two games for you on Wednesday. 6 p.m. will feature Franklin County and Batesville. Uh, the nightcap tip off at around 7.30 will feature Greensburg taking on Rushville. And now moving on to Class 4A, two games to start that sectional on the 31st, and East Central will be starting playing in that second game on the 31st. First game's at 6 p.m. featuring Columbus North and Franklin, and then the nightcap, the 7.30 tip-off, will feature Columbus East taking on East Central. For more information on pairings, um, and our sports schedule, be sure to uh, visit Southeastern Indiana's most visited website at WRBIRadio.com. Click on the sports tab, and you'll find all that information right there. Let's take another quick commercial break, and we'll come back and wrap it up on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Cecil from Ison's Family Pizza here. On Monday, January 23rd and Tuesday, January 24th, we will be closed. We're doing some maintenance, cleaning, and general upgrades to better serve you. We plan on being back open at 10.30 a.m. on Wednesday to serve you. Again, Ison's Family Pizza is closed on Monday the 23rd and Tuesday the 24th. We reopen Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. 
for 90 years. Marker Mary Health has been serving the community with quality, compassionate care. Today, that commitment is stronger than ever as they continue to invest in and improve services to better serve the complex needs of the community. Although Margaret Mary is proud of their rich history and all they've accomplished in the past, they're even more excited about the future and their ability to provide outstanding care for generations to come. Margaret Mary Health, generations of care. Get your business on the fast track to success in 2023 with fiber-driven technology business solutions from Great Plains Communications. Our fast, reliable internet will give you the performance that only fiber can provide with the full suite of services to fit every industry from small businesses to large enterprise. All this delivered by a local company with over a century of experience. Join our network of successful businesses. Make the switch today at gpcom.com. Speeds and availability may vary by location. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues. I want to thank all of our guests, thank all of our sponsors, thank Ison's for allowing us to be here. Thank all of you for listening in. From 103.9 WRVI. And welcome back to Coach's Corner with Terrence Arney. What a show we've had here tonight. want to thank our guests tonight for... Uh, making it to the program. Special thanks to Batesville Girls head swim coach, Coach Greg McMullen. Uh, that team will be in action tomorrow night. They've got a meet up at IUPUI Natatorium, one of the fastest pools in the country, as we learn here tonight. Uh, we wish them luck in their endeavors there. Uh, special thanks to Coach Kristen Hicks, head coach for uh, the South Decatur Lady Cougars tomorrow night. They also are in action. They'll be hosting uh, the Lady Bulldogs uh, with Coach Mitchell Taylor, and that should be a good one. Um, as Coach Hicks mentioned, she knows on paper they may be um, outmatched, but they are coming into that game expecting to win, so should be a good one. And, of course, good luck to Coach Hicks and those Lady Cougars as they get started in sectional play next week. And then, of course, um, a a big thanks to Coach Aaron Garrett of the Batesville Bulldogs. Got a doubleheader again, excuse me, uh, back-to-back rather. They got a back-to-back again this week, Friday and Saturday. They'll be traveling to North Decatur on Friday night and then we'll host Hauser on Saturday night. Folks, if you haven't had a chance to check out this iteration of Batesville basketball, you really should get to a gym soon and see these teams, whether it be the men's or the women's teams. They are really having um, a season for uh, the ages. You owe it to yourself to check them out. It's going to do it for us in this episode of Coach's Corner. We'll do it again next week, the exact same time, exact same place. Thanks to our sponsors, Ison's Family Pizza, Garing's Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Bronze Gutswiller, Margaret Mary Health, Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, SEI Fiber by Southeastern Indiana REMC, Hurt and Elko, and Decatur County Memorial Hospital. So from all of us here at WRBI, including uh, John Heil working the board, Skylar Sigmund in stats and research, and Abby Brinson, one of the best showrunners you'll ever find. Guys, thanks so much for making the show possible. And in the immortal words 
of the Hall of Famer himself. He always said, trust and believe in yourself. You've got this. This is Terrence Arney saying thanks so much for listening and enjoy the rest of your sports week. This has been Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Listen Monday nights at 6 for Coach's Corner from Ison's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville on 103.9 WRBI. Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville.